When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The CHGO White Sox podcast. And welcome, welcome in to Studio B today. It's three of us and we're in Studio B. Yesterday it was only two of us and we were in Studio A. That's how the world turns, whatever. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter or X at Ecknerwall23. It is Lawrence spelled Exner, back. Ecknerwall23. There it is. <laughs> Spell, Lawrence spelled backwards 2 3. That guy all the way to the left is Vinny Duber. He's the CHGO White Sox beat writer. And you can follow him at Vinny Duber on X and or Twitter, whatever you want to call it today. And the guy in the middle, one of our favorites, used to be a great uh, beat reporter here for the White Sox. And now he's a great beat reporter for the Minnesota Twins via The Athletic. His name, Dan Hayes. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Hayes MLB. Dan, how you doing today, brother? I'm good. I appreciate the quick commute in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that, and we won't get into your business, uh, but yeah, it's good that you are a local product, a local guy here now, but you still cover the Minnesota Twins, and we're going to get into the Minnesota Twins and the AL Central in a bit, and then also we will talk about Vinny and the Assembled Media talk, uh, talk via Zoom to White Sox new shortstop Paul DeYoung and see what he had to say about his time in St. Louis and what he will do here as a new Chicago White Sox. But first, Dan... How is it going for you as the Minnesota Twins beat writer for The Athletic? I mean, we see the Minnesota Twins, who are now the reigning champions of the AL Central, and I look at them like, that's just, you know, they just got lucky. But I read your articles in The Athletic, but this year they're going to be shedding payroll? Yeah. Why are the Minnesota Twins, of all teams who just won the AL Central, not pushing the foot down on the pedal and saying, hey, we're going to take this division and never give it back? Uh, one part is it's a little natural just because they have so many affordable players that, you know, Royce Lewis, Edward Julian, Matt Walner, guys like that all are making the league minimum. But the other part is that that TV money is a huge part. They're going to lose annually. They're making $55 million, which is by far the worst TV deal in baseball. Um, that's going away. Bally's their their deal with Bally's oh, yeah. expired at the end of the year. So right now they have no TV deal, no broadcast deal. They're working on that. What they're going to receive to make up that fifty five million, they don't know. But the third factor of all of this is, it's the AL Central, and they know that they they have a feeling they don't have to spend because right now that money is committed to Carlos Correa, Pablo Lopez, Royce Lewis. They look at their roster and they think we have a roster that's going to win the division right now. We need to add some parts to build it out, but we can afford to let Sonny Gray go. We can afford to let Kenta Maeda go. And it it's very difficult for fans to wrap their heads around right now I was without question. That, yeah. I understand that totally. Um, they're going to have to, like, if they want to do what they did last year, they're going to have to add a really good pitcher. How they're going to do that, it's going to be very interesting to see these next couple months because they have this self-imposed budget. Uh, right now they're around 120 million. I bet they go to like 130, 135. Um it's a it's a big question mark, and and I agree. It, it's weird timing, having that they just ended that eighteen game losing streak in the postseason, and 
won their first division series since Vinny was like six years old. And yeah. So. <laughs> what year was it? It was 2002. So I, I was 12. Were, I was 12. Who's yeah. old? <laughs> I was wondering, like, Bally, so that's part of the whole bankruptcy from... Yeah, Diamond Sports Group. Diamond Sports Group. Okay, so all these teams who have had Bally's have to find new TV partners. And so that's going to be probably tough because of the new market and how streaming goes. But um, is there like a... Like, is there a buyer like that's new or clone and close? Because Twins baseball is very important to those people up there and people in Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, too. Yeah, I, I think long run, this could be very good for the Twins. Um, they anticipate that they are going to get into 4 million homes, 4.4 million homes. Last year, they were able to get into 1.3 million homes. Sounds so, low. Yeah, it, it is. It's a, But Twins territory is Minnesota, Saint, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Iowa and parts of Wisconsin. It's a very small territory. Well, it's large in terms of it's land mass, but yeah. yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but not a lot of people live there. Right. It's cold. It is. There's not a lot of big cities. Um, so it's spread out. And you ever been to Fargo, Hayes? I have not actually oh, okay. been to Fargo. Which are there a lot of Twins fans in Fargo? There, are, There's a ton of Twins fans in Fargo, at least 12. No, I at least 12. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only three hours away. So I assume there's a lot of people in Fargo that are Twins fans. Um, but the fact that they can triple the amount of homes that they can get into is a big deal. The, the thing is, is we have to, we're, we're heading into this new territory in baseball where teams have no idea. Streaming rights, blackouts have killed them. That kind of stuff, it needs to change. This should be better for the consumer. What the thing is, is you need to have a very good product to attract the consumer. The Padres were the, the test case last year. Yep. They lost their their uh, Bally's deal mid-season. They were in the middle of a 20-year $1.2 billion, or maybe it was $2.1 billion. They, were, they lost a lot of money in the middle of the year. Bally's just decided to stop paying them because their ratings were terrible. Um, the Twins now, like the, they, they basically got to start streaming at mid-season. That was a tough sell. That was a bad team. Even though they were coming off the NLCS and being very close to winning, going to the World Series, they were a terrible team in the middle of the year. So they ended up selling 18,000 subscriptions in the middle of the season. If you do the math, that's like $1.8 million. Not it's half the people you can fit in the stadium. And they were making <laughs> something like 70, 80 million off their TV deal. So teams around baseball are going to adjust accordingly this year. You're going to see it. Cleveland's going through the same thing right now. I'm sure when NBCSN, like, we'll see what happens with the White Sox in the future. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, they own two of the three teams. And so their their ability to have like one package can probably sustain them. But I mean, this is going to be the new dynamic. However, the idea that you can get to your team, to your audience, should help in a lot of ways. The Twins look at this as they've won three divisions in the last five years. In that time, they've reached 1.3 million of their 4.4 million, 4 .4 million households. That's like one third of your audience has seen you win the division three times. And they feel like there's a little bit of out of sight, out of mind. They only drew 2 million fans at the ballpark last year. Wow. So now typically you you get an increase the following year. Right. So they should get to 2.3, 2.4 million this year based off of last year. But what would that have been had they had all these fans that they could reach? I mean, everybody should be able to see Royce Lewis. Everybody should be able to see Carlos Correa. That's what they're trying to get to. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you about the Twins in a second. But first, I want to know how many of the 10,000 lakes have you gone for a, a dip in? <laughs> A dip? Yeah. 0, 0.0. You haven't swam in any of the 10,000 lakes. Vinny, I lived in San Diego for 12 years. <laughs> the furthest I got into the ocean was to my knees. Really? You're just not a swimmer. Twice. twice. You're not a swimmer. 
Uh, pools, yes, and natural uh, bodies of water, no, not really. Very like smart. maybe, like maybe uh, warm natural bodies of water, Cancun, yes, <laughs> Gulf of Mexico, yes, Gulf of Mexico's on there. Uh, as long as there's no fresh oil spills to be swimming sure. through. True enough. True and enough. that's the thing. People think that you're in San Diego and that water is going to be warm. No, that's cold as hell. It's freezing. You, all those dudes are wearing wetsuits. Cold. Yes. Very cold. Yeah, it's like 58, 60 degrees yeah. all year. I Like you, I was only out there for a year. I went twice and one time was in the water and I was like... I'm good enough. Yeah. I don't like uh, sharks or jellyfish. Yeah. I'm good on that, both that, of those things. And they both live out there. Yes, they do. So and now there's no sharks in those lakes. That is true. Yeah. Um, but we work in baseball. You, you realize that we work. You're busy during swimming yeah. season. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you work in baseball. That's great. Free tickets. It's like, yeah, I live in the Midwest. The only good time for weather is the summer. And we work every summer day and we work every weekend. So, yeah. I just don't go in lakes. I guess I don't know. That's Sorry. this. That's disappointing. I'm I'm gonna get. I'm gonna bet that those 4.4 million Twins fans are gonna be a little disappointed to hear that. I'm gonna guess that you've been in more of those 10,000 lakes than I have. Haven't been in one. Well, have I been in one? I don't know. I've been at one. Walked around one. Yeah. So really? Yeah. You're calling me out on this? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't cover the Minnesota Twins, Hayes. How many lakes? In <laughs> I've the, been in Lake Michigan. How many, okay. All right. Fair. fair. <laughs> this Twins team. Yes. They lo- we talked about them earlier this week. They had just lost two of their starting pitchers. They are the reigning champs, as Herb said, but they seem to be worse today than they were last week. Yeah. That being said, no other team in the AL Central seems capable of, of knocking them off at the moment. Yeah. Do you see this Twins team as the king of the division either because they're good or the king of the division just by default? Because to me, when I look at them, I'm not seeing a team that... Uh, another team should go into a series against and be scared. Oh man, or or like in another division, the the Mariners. Oh man, we got to chase down the Astros. How are we going to chase down the Astros? Or you know, a team in the AL East trying to get past you know any of those teams in this in the Central. I'm not sure I see another team saying, "Oh man, oh my God, I can't believe we have to try and beat the Twins." But because those teams are the caliber they are, the Twins are kind of in that position anyway, aren't they? So a. Detroit has done a good job of starting to catch up a little bit. I think Detroit will be better next year. Mm-hmm. I love the Kenta Maeda signing. They have a lot to recover because they're probably not going to sign Eduardo Rodriguez back. Um, the Twins got two wins combined out of Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa last year and won 87 games. Two wins from guys that you pay $48.5 million to. Carlos Correa annually should be a 5-6 win player. Like, where was that production last year? It was gone because he played with plantar fasciitis for 91 games. Other foot, not the ankle. The <laughs> twins are very, very clear about that. Not related to the ankle. Um, Byron Buxton, we'll see if he can get back to that production. Carlos Correa should be able to get back to that production. Royce Lewis is a star in the making. Um, I hate it. Hit all those grand slams. <laughs> yeah, he had four in like nine games or whatever it was. It was I like it when he was hurt. Yeah. Much he, better when he's hurt. He is the best dude. Everybody, if he was here, he'd be such a star. I'm sure. He will be such a star. Baseball will, like it's going to be, the injuries will be the only thing that potentially, and by the way, here we're talking about a, another top twins pick, first rounder that's dealing with injuries. Um, it It's, he should be a star. Edward Julian Ugh. will be a star. Uh, Matt French Walmart, Canada's finest. Yeah. Like, and it's French for, like, I'm going to keep that joke going forever on Twitter. 
Edward Julian is French for whatever I feel like saying. It's oh, nice. so whatever he does in the yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> French for RBI single to right. Pablo Lopez <laughs> is a legitimate starting pitcher. They're getting Chris Paddock back. We saw what he can do in relief in the, play, the playoffs. Padres fans were dying about that because he's throwing 98, mm-hmm. 99 after they gave up on him. Look, there are plenty of reasons to be worried about this Twins team. They should be, right now, a 90-win team. That's just, I mean, they're going to, because one thing is they're going to add another starting pitcher. What that is, I don't know, but they have to replace somewhere around 300 innings between Sonny Gray and Kenta Maeda. However, Chris Paddock should eat up 140 of those. So they're going to add another guy. They'll probably sign a veteran to a minor league, like a NRI contract and invite, you know, like a Jake Odorizzi type out there, something like that. At that point, you have six deep in your rotation. Bailey Ober is like a 3-7 career ERA over a ton of starts. Um, who else am I missing in that rotation? Pablo Lopez. Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan had a very bad second half, but he had a 2.89 ERA in June. It was looking very good, and they got hurt. So I think the Twins deserve a little bit more credit. They're going into this season with their base roster way better than they've been in the last four years. But they need guys to get healthy and recover. Because, like... Are they are they one surprise Cleveland addition away from losing the division? Are they one good season from Javi Baez away from losing the division? No, you know what I mean? Like, no, are, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, honestly, I, like the rotation is four deep right now. Louis Varlin's their fifth. If Louis Varlin, if they get enough depth to put Louis Varlin in the bullpen, you have Duran, you have Jax, who looked electric in the playoffs, and he struggled at times last year. Um, you have Brock Stewart, who was electric all season. And and you throw Louis Varlin in that mix. He throws 100 out of the bullpen. He's thrown 95 as a starter. He probably is a number five starter at best. We'll see if he makes some kind of adjustment from the first year as a starter in the majors to this year. He should get that shot. But if they have to force him to the bullpen, they have a very good, deep, electric bullpen. They play good defense, and I, I think when you think about those two things in this division, I don't think anybody catches them right away unless Detroit ups its payroll and adds more pitching because Detroit, I think, has a very interesting middle of the lineup. I love Carpenter. I think Torkelson showed more of what he is in the second half. I think that they can get closer, and I, you know, I'm a, I've am ai always been a big A.J. Hinch thing, guy. I, I think the White Sox yep. missed their window there. That, that would have been the hire for me to – years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. Um, that could have changed a lot of things here. And so I, I think Detroit can can gain some ground, but, you know, it's the Twins' division to win and to win easily. And then um, we're talking to Dan Hayes from The Athletic, Twins beat reporter for The Athletic. The person that I look at the Twins at and I say, if he ever got healthy, this would be over. What's wrong with Byron Buxton? And why is he continuously Hurt. I'm I'm not complaining because him being the way he is right now gives other people in the central chances to look up at the twins and say, we can go and get that. But the second that he plays 140 games where he's healthy, that's a five to six to seven to eight win player. What's wrong with him? Like what happened last year? What was the injury last year? Last year was the knee that he had had surgery on the year before, still didn't get healthy. So he tried to build it up slowly over the course of the year. The plan all along was for him to get to Sternfield eventually. At first, it was like, we're coming to spring training, and we're going to start him at DH. He's going to go for like a month or two. When it warms up, we're going to put him in center. Well, then May comes, and there's no work being done to put him in center because the knee just never got there. Finally, they had, you know, 
the hamstring injury, I think it was August 2nd. And they were going to take all of August, build him, give him the time to rest, let the knee rest, build him up, and then all of a sudden, voila, he was going to be in center field for the end of the season and the playoffs. Couldn't get there. In fact, talking to him after the elimination loss, he got a pinch hit at bat in the eighth inning of game four against Houston, and he said that was the most painful bat of his career. Wow. Um, he had surgery right after that. They they say he's progressing well. Um, it's tough to rely on that. I think what they did last year was great. They had Michael Taylor, Michael A. Taylor, who uh, had 21 home runs and was electric defensively, a gold-glove caliber defender. So they went into that season with that plan, and I think they need to do that again this year. We'll see what they do. If it's Austin Martin, that would be really interesting. He was the number five pick of the 2020 draft. They got him in the Jose Burrios trade. He's probably like a Shannon Stewart, like a on-base guy with not a lot of power. Good but, twins callback. I was about to say, oh, you just bring it back bad memories. <laughs> but he, you know, I mean, that's that's his probably his ceiling. Uh, we'll see if he ever hits for power. Stay tuned to see if Dan Hayes drops a Jock Jones reference later <laughs> in the show. No, uh, but we uh, like I, when you look at this team, it, it's it's really interesting because the Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa combining for two wins and potentially their 12-win player um, if each of them breaks out. that That's very scary thought. Do they? Do I think that would actually happen? Say there's like a 40% chance of that happening. I, I love Byron and yet they're still And the, yeah, they're still probably going to run away, or expected to run away with the division. I just think they have It's enough. wild, though. Just think about yeah. that. That's wild. That you're, well, you're, They're two best players. You're saying, eh, maybe they'll be all right. I, and then, I mean, they have great <laughs> production at catcher. <laughs> They get they get really good production out of Ryan Jeffers. Christian Vasquez had a terrible season, but they're they're solid there. Everywhere you look, they're really solid. Royce Lewis at third, Carlos Correa at short, um, either Polanco or Julian at second, and Brooks Lee, who's the number he's in the top twenty prospects in baseball. He's their second baseman and waiting. Maybe they move Julian to first base. Um, they have Walner, who had like an eight thirty OPS last year in right field. They you know Kirilov, who knows what they'll ever get from him, but he's he used to be a top 20 prospect. Um, the way I look at Buxton is the way White Sox fans are frustrated with Aloy Jimenez. Yeah. Times that by two. I would. You know, uh, Byron Buxton has so much potential. We saw it. He was an all-star in 2022. He was electric. He's the dude. And and there's nobody that wants it more, which is what makes it so tough for him because his body just is continually broken down on him. He played the 140 games in 2017. He has not played 100 games since. Last year was the closest. He's like the antithesis of the Miguel Sano's of the world. Yeah. Because I've heard only bad things about Miguel Sano, and now I think he's just out of Major League Baseball, which is sad, but also, like, wasted potential of Miguel Sano. He could have been a 40-home run guy. Now he's just not in baseball anymore. But, yeah, I feel sad for Byron Buxton because I like to watch the player when he's not playing the White Sox. But when he does play the White Sox, I think he has 17 career home runs (laughs) versus the White Sox. And I'm always four balls. Let him go to first. Yeah, he is one of those guys. You don't let him beat you. No. Royce Lewis has become that too. And it's really weird to say about a guy that has 60 career games. But think about this. Royce Lewis, and you can look his stats up. I think he had 14 homers and 50 RBIs last year. He was the the, uh, AFL MVP in 2019. Um, The pandemic happens. He was probably too far away at that point to play in the majors in 2020. Maybe in a full 2020. He would have played in the majors. He spent the entire summer at the alternate site. Um, wiped out season. He comes to camp in 2021, ready to sort of make an impact. 
tears his ACL. He found out that he had torn his ACL during the offseason, entire 21 season wiped out. He comes back from that start of 2022. He makes it to the majors in May. I think he had 50 at-bats at AAA. He hit something like 350 at AAA, having not played since October of 2019, November of 2019. Everybody had questions about his bat at in November of 2019. Comes up, and he hits four home runs in like 13 games. Tears his ACL again at the end of May 2022. Returns from that one year to the day, same day that Liam – in fact, I was at uh, – because the Twins were on this little three-game road trip – um, I knew I could skip the road trip, and I actually was at Liam's comeback game here. Um, Royce Lewis came back that same day on the one-year anniversary of leaving, hit a home run opposite field, then had a game-tying single off Ryan Presley, and they won in 10 innings. If Liam Hendricks hadn't made his amazing comeback, everybody in baseball would have been talking about Royce Lewis's amazing comeback. All he's done is hit. So it, it's going to be very interesting to see what he can do if he can stay on the field 140 games. And after the break, we will talk about the White Sox a little bit more about the Twins and the AL Central as a whole. But Vinny and the Assemble Media talked to Paul DeYoung today. We're going to get some of those quotes and what he got to say about his time in St. Louis and what he's going to be expecting here in Chicago in 2024. But Vinny. Yes, Herb. 588-2300. Hayes, you want to join us? Empire Today. today. Guys, with Empire today, you get to shop at home. Uh, conven- you get to sh- you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats if you can believe it. But Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, or speed. So competitors advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in their own home. Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not to overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. What you got to do is you got to go ahead and use their virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating, so don't do it. You might talk to somebody today who was working in plumbing yesterday, ridiculous, but flooring is all Empire Today does. They live and breathe flooring. They put their face down on the floor and inhale flooring. Don't do that, friends. Yeah, don't try it at home. These are <laughs> professionals. Uh, so you can be confident that you're getting honest and upfront advice. Uh, They pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they can use their floors so they see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision. Here's what you should do. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo... Thank you, Sarah. When they use the promo code CHGO, some restrictions do reply. Please see empiretoday.com slash CHGO for all of your relevant details. It is Black Friday savings time at Ray Chevy in Fox Lake. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop Chicagoland's largest inventories. And all month long, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their Black Friday sales event where you can choose over 100 Silverados in stock, the perfect tailgate vehicle. But that's not all. You get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until 2024. And I know everybody loves the word free, and that's what you'll get this month at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake, a free oil change. 
All you need to do is mention CHTO, this company, when scheduling your oil change. It's Black Friday offer you don't want to miss, but you have to schedule by November 30th, which is tomorrow. Buy with confidence with the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price we see online will be the price that you'll pay at the dealership. In many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come in asking you questions like, are you a recent college grad? No. College, you're, you're kind of recent. You're two years pretty ago. recent, two, Sarah. Two years ago. Okay. Compared to us. Yeah. <laughs> are you active in the military, Sarah? No. Are you a farmer? Absolutely not. Okay. Then that's when other dealers raise the price on you, saying the price online included online limited rebates that you do not qualify Sarah for, Sarah. Well, at Ray Chevy... The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons or hit on, or no add-ons or hidden freeze ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may lower the price you see online. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com to get your Black Friday savings today. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Now, today, Vinny got to speak to the new White Sox shortstop, Paul DeYoung. And uh, so what do you have to say, Vinny? Well, I mean, listen, I think... If you were disappointed by the way the White Sox played last year uh, and the year before, I would say a lot of mistakes defensively, a lot of mistakes on the base paths, uh, kind of a lack of uh, visible leadership. And uh, listen, we heard about it all year long, kind of the if you want to call it drama, but let's just say climate that existed in the clubhouse, be it with the trades they made at the deadline to try to address that or what we heard from one of those players who was traded after the deadline, kind of critiquing those things. Mm -hmm. Paul DeYoung sounds like the exact opposite of all of that stuff. He is a guy who sit, sat there and brought up the word fundamentals, I think, 45 times. That's exaggerating, of course. But uh, he's talking about defense. He's talking about base running, talking about being part of a winning team. If you remember in 2019, the year he was so good for the St. Louis Cardinals, that team went to the NLCS. Um He's got he he has the profile of every of, of everything the White Sox weren't last year. That being said, you can look up the offensive numbers. You know, they were not good. And I would argue that, uh, you know, not making mistakes in the field, not making mistakes uh, on the base paths only goes so far if you're not scoring any runs. So obviously that has to happen. But if you are looking for a team that plays a more fundamentally sound style, a team that plays better defense, uh, this is a guy that you should be happy is on the team from in those very specific aspects. And it sounded to me a lot like what Chris Getz and Pedro Grafol, dating back to the end of last season, were talking about in the way they want this team to play. Heck, you heard about it from Pedro Grafol in his opening press conference an offseason ago, right? All that stuff didn't happen. The stuff that he said the White Sox were going to do, they didn't do. Not at all. Paul DeYoung showed up today, or yesterday, I guess, when he signed, talked to us today, and was talking about his specialty being all those things that Pedro Griffel wanted this team to do. So I think they can count on his presence being a positive one, specifically in regards to those things. Um, still, this is a guy here on a one-year placeholder deal waiting for the top prospect and a guy who, uh, you know, uh, the, the offensive numbers don't exactly say that he's going to light the world on fire. You want to say something? I know it's not a sexy move. I, yeah. You know, it, I, I know a lot of fans are disappointed. Here's one thing I like about it. The White Sox are not screwing up by putting it all on Colson Montgomery right now. Look, there was a lot of talk when Tim Anderson got, um, what, non-tendered, or but they didn't pick up the option, right. sorry. Mm -hmm. And I actually covered the White Sox at the GM meetings with you. And you were there. You are standing right next to me. I years. was, and we talked to Chris Getz, and there were some serious questions about Colson Montgomery, Montgomery's readiness because 
he tore up the a- AFL and he had what did he win the MVP? Uh, yeah. All right. And everybody's getting hyped on him. They should. He's a great prospect. He also talking to a lot of people needs more time in the Myers to show he can hit. And I think that this for that move that one you provide the stability that they desperately need. There's such a fundamentally lousy team. It was shocking when the Twins lost a game to them last year. Like absolutely shocking every single time because the Twins are a fundamentally sound team. And and occasionally a bat would wake up. Eloy Jimenez would have a four RBI game, something like that. But this team needs that in the worst way. But also they need to take care of their future and and bringing Montgomery up at opening day mm-hmm. and just saying it's your team. I don't know that that would be a sound plan. He no. needs to show that he can that he deserves to be here. This is perfect for that reason because look, I mean, I know you guys probably know this. Twenty twenty four is really out the window. Like this isn't going to be a good White Sox team. This is going to be a lousy White Sox team. The trade for the Aaron Bummer trade told you that they got five bodies. They maybe one or two of those guys turns out to be something, but you got cheap placeholders to put on the field because you had to do that in some form or another. Payroll's going down. It's not going to be 181 million. They took a bath at the a team that what they went from 121 or 128 to 193 million to 181 million. All they did in attendance over that time was go from 1.6 million fans to 2 2 million fans the year after they won the division and they dropped to 1.67 million fans. They took an absolute bath. I guarantee they lost a ton of money last year. I know it's other people. I, I know it's billionaires' money. I get it. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to see them take losses. They absolutely did take a loss, and they're not looking at it going, we can afford to take this loss again next year because there's probably no realistic path to winning with the roster you have right now. So this is a placeholder year, and so not screwing up your future is probably the best way to go, and I think... DeJong or DeYoung fills that role. Well, and I think, and I think what happens when is one of the other things that he talked at length about today, which I think points to, Hey, this, this guy can be a positive presence, even if he's not going to go out there and hit 30 home runs, even if he's not going to be the guy that in the stat sheet gets you closer to that contention, uh, um, realm. Uh, he's a guy that played for the St. Louis Cardinals, learned a lot from, the veterans there and the coaches there and hey that cardinal way gets made fun of an awful lot and it probably deserves to in in a lot of cases but this it is an identity and the thing that chris gets keeps talking about is wanting to establish an identity for this white Sox organization that that did not exist right before in the years before um and so if you can take pieces the positive pieces ideally from a bunch of other different organizations you bring in guys who knew know what it was like to play on a winning team here and a winning team there guys who have learned those lessons they can make that part doesn't have to be a a, you know 50 percent or 80 percent or anything like that but their presence can have an impact on what that identity looks like going forward uh you know we use the word we talked about it to death culture last year this is a move that could positively impact that in a guy who really seems to fit the exact description of what chris gets and Pedro Grafol have been talking about what they want the players on this team to look like. And if you want to read more, Vinny wrote an article on allchgo.com about what Paul DeYoung got to say. And I agree with you, Vinny. Like, yeah, the initial move I was poo-pooing because of my hurt feelings for Tim Anderson and thinking that that guy was going to show up in 2024, the real Tim Anderson. And so I think that's still going to happen. And as I said yesterday, the fact that they're only paying Paul DeYoung 
minimum, like $1.7 million to play shortstop at the rate that he does, where you know the glove's going to be there 100% of the time. And he might run into a couple home runs. 15 home runs, I think most White Sox fans would be like, from our shortstop position? Man, we haven't seen this in a minute. Well, they had one last year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, like, to have him on the team, and he sounds like a a very cerebral guy and some of the things you've said in the story, which you guys should go and check out on allchgo.com and check out what Vinny had to say about or what Paul DeYoung had to say about joining the White Sox. It's a very good and well-written article because Vinny's a professional like that. Well, but Thank you, Herb. I want, I want to say, like, yeah, and I hear what you're saying, Dan. 26 games worse than the division winners, of course, and they're, you know, downshifting with no Tim Anderson this year. All the starting pitchers that they had the starting year are pretty much gone. Like, we look at the Twins thing, and they're like, oh, they lost two starting pitchers, and then today lose Emilio Pagan. It's like, man, poor Twins. I'm looking at the White Sox. They barely got anybody on the starting rotation. So, yes, I, you know, resign. I will resign that the White Sox, for the most part, will not win the AL Central next year and probably not trying to compete. I think that it's open for the taking because the Twins are saying, hey, let's share all this payroll and we'll still be good. I think it's an insult to White Sox and Jerry Ryan starts to feel that way. But like, what is the outside view? You've been away for what, five, six years now of doing Twins uh, for the athletic What's the outside view of the uh, White Sox as a whole? Because you're talking about the undisciplined play and how the Twins felt like kind of slighted when the White Sox win a game. I'm thinking about the game where Tim Anderson got hurt. It was in a rundown in Minnesota with Hanser Alberto doing dumb things. It was just a regular rundown, which the White Sox made into a venture, which lost our shortstop for a long time. I mean, they can hit. You look at that middle of that order. Who, who can the White Sox? Well, Robert can. Yes, and he can. can. And Eloy yeah. Jimenez can. Uh well, when he I wants mean, to. When, he, when he's healthy, when he uh, look, um, it's a mess. I think that's what the outside view is. I think that what they're trying to do, it's a plan, and and it's good to have a plan. I, who knows how anything works? I, I don't know. I don't know if, but but having the identity and trying to establish fundamental. That's not a bad baseline to start from. I mean, look, I started covering the White Sox in 2012. There is no point in the six years that I covered them that they were a fundamental team. There's been no point since I've left in six years that they were a fundamental team. Oh, like, man, you covered them all the terrible years. I, I, I would bet if you went through the beat writer history that my record from 2012 <laughs> to 2017 is up there you think you got the, the worst, worst? You think you got the worst winning percentage in beat writer history? It's possible. It took me leaving when the Twins made the playoffs in 2019. That's the first time in 13 season I covered a playoff team. <laughs> so I had like this streak my own. But I mean, I got I went into NBCSN on Memorial Day in 2012 for my final interview. I think Paul Canerco was hitting like four ten at that point. The rest of the year. And the following season when he was hurt all year and, like, they gave him that follow-up year in 2014, I basically saw Paul Canerco as a 240 career hitter. <laughs> like, this guy hit 400-something home runs. This is the guy you're giving a statue to? <laughs> and, 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 like, so I've not seen a lot of good White Sox baseball. It has not changed. It has to change. Um, so it's a start. I mean, and not messing with your young guys yet, especially because, like, who they're going to run out there in the rotation it's rough right now. I mean, you probably need to trade Cease. I don't know if you want... I think you can keep Robert. Um, I would try to build around Robert. You want to be strong up the middle. That's what teams, good teams do. 
can't remember the catcher's name they got in the Giolito Lopez trade from Edgar Caro. Right. Yes. He's a good prospect. He's like you 20. Have, right. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably a couple years away. Yeah. But Colson Montgomery is right there. You want to be strong up the middle. That is what every good team is is very good at. Right now you have a great catching prospect. You have a great shortstop prospect. You have an elite center fielder. That's a good start. But it's just building blocks. It's probably going to be a couple of years. I mean, it really is. And it's it's scary to think that they might have to tear down entirely again because I was here for that last tear down. They were always great at being about eight deep with studs and then parts nine through 25 on the roster and now 26 were never really great. And, you know, I mean, 2020 and 2021, that was a fun team. That rotation was solid. You know, when uh, Lance Lynn was calling himself a big bastard, that was a fun team. Um, it's unfortunate it didn't get very far. Yeah, I just think that, yeah, I'm – Reluctantly agreeing with you because those teams were fun, and that's why I'm sad right now. In 2023, we just had the the championships in or the winning in 2021 for the AL Central. Did you guys like so you went 19 AL Central champions, 21 and 20 because the White Sox gave blew it, away. it at the end. Oh, there, yeah. the, uh, God, that, that that week that week in Cleveland. What was Woo. the what was the controversy? Uh, oh, was it Rodon pitched yeah. with the bases loaded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that basically gave the Twins a division. I don't really count 2020. I mean, it, it's great. You can put the flag up, and um, but that was a weird year. Um, it was and and it was like a three headed monster with Cleveland right there too. So all three teams made it, and there were eight teams in the playoffs. I don't know that that really matters. It was a weird season. Um, but, yeah, so the Twins won it in 19, 20. Then they were terrible in 21 because they had zero pitching. They were terrible in 22 mm-hmm. because they got injured, basically. Um, and they bounced back this year and, you know, won 87. And they were under 500 at the at the uh, All-Star break. And then they were just fire. electric. Yeah, their offense finally woke up. And they have a very underrated – they ended up, I think, 10th in runs scored – and that's with again Correa and Buxton providing almost nothing. So, I there there's, you know, a lot of potential there for more. And it's weird because I look at what their rotations have been in the past. Uh, and I know we're segueing away from the White Sox here. No, it's all but right. I wanted to get back to the Twins too. When you go to go to twenty one, the White the Twins additions to the rotation were Dylan Bundy, mm. Matt Shoemaker, mm. Jay Happ. That was what they added to Jose Barrios, and I can't even remember. Maybe they they picked up Joe Ryan for Nelson Cruz that year. I think the name you're looking for is Brad Radke. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. No, but Bailey Ober, yeah, <laughs> Bailey Ober was not in there. Was not even in big league camp, and he made 20 starts for that team in 2021. Now he's a fixture in the rotation. They go in with so much more depth in their rotation right now. Between Pablo Lopez, who had 234 strikeouts last year, and was. You know, I think he's his top five finisher. Maybe he was seventh in AL Cy Young. Yep. Um, you look at him. Paddock should be really good. Bailey Ober and Joe Ryan. That's as strong of a rotation as the Twins have had right now on November 29th at any point in the four se- or six seasons I've covered the Twins. So they will add somebody. They have payroll flexibility. I expect they will trade Max Kepler or Jorge Polanco. I was yeah. going to ask I was going to say Max Kepler. I saw the question there. Uh, I would say Max Kepler is available. Thank you. Um, Get him out. Kyle Farmer is probably available because shortstop free agent market's weak and teams need shortstop help. He'll be $6 million. They will trim $16 million from the 2120 right now. They'll have about uh, $30 million bucks to sign one starting pitcher, one reliever, one right-handed bat that can play outfield and either outfield or first base, and one reliever. And I, I think they can fit 
a good starting pitcher and then three other parts in with that 30 million and end up around 135 million and be as good of a team on paper or better than they were last year. As they are the reigning champions, but they're cutting payroll. How do the fans deal with that? They <laughs> see the twins. Like, do the, are the twins like, you know, they've won their first postseason series since 2002. And so I would think the fans would be like, man, satisfied. First round, finally, we got past that bugaboo. And so hearing that they're going to cut payroll, I would believe in them if I was a fan of the Twins. I'd be like, hey, these people have provided us something that we haven't seen in a long time. I believe in what, is it Falvey up there? Yeah. Yeah, I believe in what his vision is. And yeah, cutting payroll, saving some money on this side, because I believe that they know what they're doing. But how are the fans dealing with going from what, uh, like 160 million to what 135 155 million and it could be as low as 125 it just depends on what they get here's Jesus. okay so here's a phrase i have learned in my six years the polad family owns the twins the phrase i would love to just like you know get the red uh men in black what's the red uh the neuralizer the, hey. yes the yeah. neuralizer thank you <laughs> yeah i would love to neuralize cheap polads out of my mind because I've heard that phrase forever. This was the ownership group that wanted to be contracted no to staved oh, yes. off contraction. They've had a reputation. It's funny because the twins last year spent more than they ever have. They've kind of shed this image. A lot of this, like I said, is natural. Joey Gallo is gone. Sonny Gray is gone. There's so much payroll from last year that's coming off the books and being replaced by younger guys who deserve to be there. Royce Lewis, Edward Julian, Matt Walner should be in the major leagues. And Joey Gallo earned $11 million last year. Walner's could be $700,000. Um, Royce Lewis is replacing Farmer and other guys who are making $5 million. He's going to be $750,000. Um, depending on... Julian is going to replace Polanco. He made $10 million this year or whatever. So, so you're saying there's nuance here. There is some nuance. <laughs> no such thing with us fans. But the fans absolutely don't want to hear it. They want the Twins to be all for it. First of all... Sonny Gray just got 75 million bucks. Now, it's great. That's market value. Congratulations, Sonny Gray. I'm very happy for him. Would I have given Sonny Gray 25 million a year for his 34, 35, and 36 seasons? Not a chance. Like in seven full seasons, the last seven full seasons, so let's not count 2020, he made all his starts that year. Twice in those seven years did he make all of his starts. He had three injuries in his first year with the Twins that put him on the IL. I think Sonny Gray is a hell of a competitor. I think he's learned how to work his body and get better, but he also has always been injured. So do I give that dude 25 million when I'm the twins and I'm going to run 160 million payroll max, maybe a 180 if it's like kind of pie in the sky. That's one sixth of your payroll. You know, if it's 150, that's one sixth of your payroll on one dude that has Injury history? No, I'm not doing that. That's not the mistake I'm going to make, especially Pablo Lopez goes to $20 million next year. They have him for four years. He's, I think, $8 million this year. Carlos Correa is already making 35 this year. He goes to 32 It goes down a little bit the next couple of years. Um, I, that's not the guy I put my money on. I, I think that was a smart move. They got a draft pick for Sonny Gray. It'll be like the 35th pick in the draft. They traded the 26th pick in the draft to get Sonny Gray. They got two great years out of him. They won a division. I, I think they maximized what they wanted in him. So fans are kind of upset that they didn't get him. Some aren't. Some see the nuance. What they do need to do is go out and get somebody that's pretty solid to replace that, 
especially with Kenta Maeda also leaving. I, I think that they need to spend 15 to 20 million on a starting pitcher or get a younger starting pitcher in a trade, you know, I do something, but you know, it, it's complicated when you look at the payroll, if they're around 140 million on opening day, fans should be actually pretty pleased. We'll talk more about the AL Central, the White Sox, Twins, etc. After I read this from Circa, they have tight money line splits, low hold model, and games will strive to be a minus 110 split on Circa Sports menu, unlike other sports book, which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circa Sports keeps as little as money as possible on large market, especially compared to other books. Circa Sports does not limit players based upon their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit their winning players. And at Circa, they encourage bettors to download and explore all rest of the betting apps available and compare the lines to each sportsbook. There are real people behind the Circa Sports brand, so customer service is premium for them, who resolve their issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use Chatbox. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sports account at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Right now, download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois-app and sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you miss, some, if you or somebody you know might have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Vinny, talk to us about the great, delicious beer that I usually drink, but today I'm drinking some coffee. Herb, I don't know why you're doing that, because you know that we here like to have a honkingly good time. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Uh, whether you are drinking with the one I love to drink, the 312, there's still one in the fridge at home. I'm very excited. I might have to go drink that tonight with dinner. That sounds lovely. Uh, the one that Herb always enjoys, the Beer Hug series. There's, what, four different kinds of those you can sample. Uh, and then the Full Pocket Pills, which is what the non-Milwaukee brewers are drinking over at the Goose Island Brewery over there. And then, of course, all the seasonal stuff that, uh, you know, it's that it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, and so Bing Crosby over there, it's something like that. And so, of course, there's a, probably a wonderful Goose Island beer to go along with it. Uh, but of course, Goose Island has been Chicago's beer since 1988. And we're very happy that they are supporters of us here at CHGO. Uh, if you want to try any of the beers that I mentioned or any kind of fun varieties that you might not be able to find at over at the jewels. You can go ahead and grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at goose islands, original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln park, or head on over to West town. They got a tap room over there on Fulton street. You will be guaranteed to have a honkingly good time. That's goose Island, Chicago's beer since 1988. Midtown athletic club has four Chicago land locations, Palatine, the Northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. I'm about to head over there right after we finish this show. Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can lock up favorable rates and if they join before the end of the year, there's something for everybody. Single people, married people, engaged people, people looking for holistic lifestyle changes, whatever you're looking for. They have it at Midtown, and one of the people who use Midtown says that Midtown Chicago is the nicest fitness club that they've ever been to because they have super luxe locker rooms, wet and dry saunas, premium amenities, amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs, a collection of boutique fitness and 
studios and more than 100 classes. I took the Les Mills body pump class the other day. Still feeling it in the legs right now. A lot of, lot of squats. They have the arena, the Samadhi, Everybody Fights, Ride, Field, and the theater. These are some of their uh, theater rooms that they have for you if you're doing some of these classes that they have available to you, which is part of the membership that you'll sign up for. The best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis courts, pickleball, and paddleball courts for USTA professional quality all the way. Head over to midtown.com slash CHGO and find out more to tour the Midtown Chicago uh, place or the Palatine one or the Bannockburn one or maybe even the Willowbrook one. Do it today. Last thing I got for you guys, when we're sitting here next year, 2024, maybe not November 29th, who will be the undisputed best player in the American League Central? There are a few candidates up. We've talked about Royce Lewis. We've talked about Luis Robert. Jose Ramirez is still in the division. Who will be the undisputed best player? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to go off the board for what you just oh, said. Snap. Oh, I know you're going. I'm going to go ahead and say Bobby Witt Jr. Mm. with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, if you watched our show where I... Uh, Went through my MVP ballot. You know that I voted him fourth uh, in the MVP uh, race this year. Uh, I'm just, every time I watch that guy play, I am so impressed with the all-around skill set that he has to be able to hit like that, to hit for power, to run like that, to steal those bases, to play defense at a, at a top position. Uh, the guy is incredible. And so I will say that uh, he, I will say that right now, he's the best player in the AL Central, and he will continue to be. Dan? I- I want to see what Royce Lewis does. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Luis Robert. Just he's established. He's got the power. He plays center field, a premium position. He does it really well. Will it matter? No, it won't. <laughs> it'll be. It'll come on a on a rough team and having a rough season. Uh, Royce Lewis has the potential. Wit is great, and Wit showed so much in the second half that wasn't there for the first year and a half of his career. He made some leaps and bounds. Um, Spencer Spencer Torkelson also had a really good second half of the year. He is the number one pick. I mean, so the potential's there, but he plays first base, so not nearly as important a position. I like that wit pick. That's not a terrible one. I just think Robert is already established and is electric. And you know, I mean, they got a clean house around. It's got to be him. It's got to be. I don't know. It's it's unfortunate Moncada makes twenty four and a half million dollars. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be here. There's no way of getting out of that unless you're eating about 17 million of that. Correct. Um, and I don't think they're going to eat 17 million of that. Maybe they could hope they play as great and say, "Look, if you play great, we can trade you out of here at the All Star break, and and you know you can go play for a winner the rest of the season." But what else is there going on? Uh, you know, he 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 looked great the last what three weeks of the season, month of the season. Before that, he's been awful, and it's been a couple of years since he got a few MVP votes and was a really good player. I think I'm going to go with you, too. I see Luis Robert Jr. And the coaching additions that the White Sox have ha- have made probably are going to help him out. But also, I think this is his first real full season of playing baseball. And he did get hurt at the end of the year, so he didn't get to his, self, uh, his own goal of 150 games playing in a year. I think he'll get there next year and also take it to the next level because now he knows his body, how his body works, and I think he'll just ascend to the top of the AL Central. And in some of that, I think he'll take some of his teammates with him. Now, they might not compete for the AL Central. I think they'll be much better than 61 and 101, but I think Luis Robert will still be the master of this uh, AL Central. Uh, if we see the Carlos Correa we saw in October when he was healthy too, oh, by the way, he was on the team. I mean, he's amazing. The October version of him is why they signed him. That team should have gone 
far. It, it's unfortunate what happened. They couldn't hit against Houston in a couple games. Houston's the veteran team. That wasn't a very far – that series was very close. Like the Twins in game one had chances they couldn't break through against Justin Verlander. They have that mental hurdle of Justin Verlander that all these AL Central teams have had for two decades almost, it feels like. Um, but Carlos Correa is a difference maker. We saw it in October. I just don't know that his peak is – Royce Lewis is so young. and Royce Lewis could be a 30 home run guy, and Luis Robert could be a 40 home run guy. So, um, you know, I'm going to go with the youth, but Carlos Correa is a damn good player too. That is Dan Hayes, and tell the people where they can find your work at The Athletic and uh, on the different social medias. Yeah, I'm uh, Dan Hayes MLB on uh, X, Twitter, whatever, uh, Blue Sky, and uh, except I haven't been using that. And uh, You have it, though. A thread. Do you oh, have it all, I, Oh, I have all those. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, right. I'm just waiting, waiting for, for Blue Sky to get its own version of uh, TweetDeck. And, okay. and it, it, whoever comes up with that, I'm going to commit, like, please come up with your own tweet deck, and I will abandon X in a second. Um, but, you know, you can find me there and at The Athletic under Twins Copy. And that is Vinny Duber. You can follow him on X at Vinny Duber. He is the CHGO White Sox beat reporter. Myself, I'm Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. I haven't joined any of the... I have joined Blue Sky, but I barely use it. Um, yes, I agree. If they have a tweet deck for that, or whatever they're going to call it there. Wait, I'm like, what is what is Blue Sky? Am it's, I like out of the loop? What is that? Sarah, I don't know. Yeah. Is that a new, is that a new app? Person. No, it's, that's why I'm asking. I'm like, did I miss something? I don't even know what that is. It sounds like it's an old it's person's a, social media network. It is network. the prettiest one of all of them. Really? It has the nicest little icon. Let's see it. It's a it Twitter looks, alternative. Is it like, it's like Twitter? Yeah, but you need a oh, so invite from Twitter. I've never Twitter, heard of that. But you yeah. need an invite from somebody who's already using Blue Sky. So right. ask your friend. Oh, so none of my friends use it either. Yeah, they're rolling it out extremely slowly. I think that the hamster with the wheel is not, they're going to try and get a second one for Christmas, but uh, yeah, get I'm him like, a friend, get the hamster a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I believe it's a lot of guy, uh, people from Twitter that went over there. Gotcha, so it gotcha. looks very good. They're just taking forever. Gotcha. And the voice you just heard is of Sarah Victor. She is young, but she doesn't know what well, young people don't mess with Twitter anymore. So they just mess with oh, the TikToks yeah. and the Snapchats I've, of the world. There's too much. I don't know. I've, I have so much stuff that I have to keep track of now that it's, I just don't want another app. But Sarah's yeah. an old soul. She likes the Grateful Dead. So, you know, I do like the Grateful one of, Dead. One of the few who are her age that like the Grateful Dead. So we'll be back tomorrow, Vinny and I, talking about these White Sox. We appreciate you guys joining us. We appreciate Dan Hayes giving us some great insight into the Twins and an outsider's view of how the White Sox feel. And uh, your view is just as much as what the White Sox fans feel about this. And, yes, yeah, so it gave us some good levity that Twins fans are also pissed about their uh, – uh, so their payroll going down, even though they're going to be better probably next year than it's, eight, 87 wins. Herb, it's the offseason. There's one fan base that isn't pissed, and that's the Texas Rangers. Everybody else just ready to, ready to rock. So for these two gentlemen to my left and for Sarah Victor, we will see you tomorrow at 3.30 on this same YouTube channel. Peace. Peace.